Hey guys, welcome back to the Ray Edge Weekly News. So, if you are the first time listening to me, I just gotta tell you that I actually had another podcast, which is in Mandarin version. So, this channel is especially for my English listeners. So, if you are interested in my previous English episodes, or you are just interested in my Chinese episode, either way, just Google the Ray Edge podcast, and you will find a lot of interesting topics. But mostly are Chinese, so if you can understand Chinese,、uh, just go for it. If you cannot, just yeah, just stick with this channel. Cool. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about the trending Me Too movement, especially in Taiwan. I believe if you are listening to this, you already know what is Me Too movement, right? Me Too movement is awareness movement around the issue of sexual harassment. Or just sexually abuse of woman in the workplace might not just be woman, can be any kind of genders, right? But why today I'm going to talk about the Me Too movement? Because actually the Me Too movement just got started in Taiwan. So for those of you that don't know Taiwan, Taiwan is actually a really special place in Asia.、Um, let me just tell you one thing that you understand. So Taiwan is actually the first place, the first country in Asia that legalized gay marriage. How special is that? Other than gay marriage, our food is actually pretty good. Yeah, I have to say that because I'm a Taiwanese. But sometimes I have to say, sometimes Taiwanese food is not for everybody. But not today is not about food. Today is about the Me Too movement in Taiwan. The special thing about Taiwanese Me Too movement is that it's not just about the movement itself. If I want to deeply discuss it, I have to go all the way back to 1989. In 1989, there is a very famous incident or tragedy happened in China, which is called the June Fourth Night、uh, Tiananmen Square Massacre. Other than that, we also gonna touch on the political situation in Taiwan, which is also the trigger of this movement. So buckle up, let's get started. So Taiwan is a place that love elections. We just love elections. We have all kinds of elections, and every elections is like a big party. And the president election is the biggest election in every four years in Taiwan. So in Taiwan's president elections, people are really active. Supporters of different parties will start to yell at each other, hate each other. Presidential election is not just about itself because at the same time, legislators' election will hold at the same time. So it's not just about two or three candidates. We will have president elections, legislators' elections, party elections, all kind of elections will happen at the same time. The next presidential elections will be held in May twenty. 2024. So, currently, 2023. This year will be extremely critical for all parties because they all want to take a piece of the、uh, Congress. Usually, the election will start pretty early, like so early that you might not even notice that different party will start to have various way of we call it online battle because they will start to create a lot of meme or they will start to. As some clip of some candidate maybe say some stupid stuff, they will try to spread those things online, and even a very little mistake might lead to a completely different result for the election. In Taiwan, there are two big parties. First one is DPP, 
which is more pro U.S. and pro local Taiwanese, and the other party is KMT, which is more pro China. You can think、uh, DPP is a more、uh, young and progressive. This is what they call themselves: young, progressive, and local party. KMT party, on the other hand, is more pro China, and they usually are more conservative. So usually, young generations will support DPP, and old generations will support、uh, KMT. There are also a lot of different parties in Taiwan, but about when we talk about the presidential election, usually people are decided by either one of the party. So just like other Me Too movement, the Me Too movement actually started in one organization, which somebody got sexual arrest, right? But the ironic thing is that you might think that oh, the party that is more conservative and old school, maybe they are the one. You know, they believe in chauvinism, so they might be the one that have this problem. However, the trigger actually started in DPP party. Which is a pretty shocking news because for a lot of people, DPP represent progressive. Same as their name, right? Their actually full name is Democratic Progressive Party. The even more sarcastic stuff is that the actual victims. She actually worked for the Department of Women's Affair under DPP Party. So that department is actually the department that usually、uh, pro women's right. So the sexual harassment incident actually happened in 2022 September. At that time, the women's department was actually working with the director about some advertisement for the party. So when they are done filming and they took the bus all the way back home, one of the female member was sitting next to the director, and the director maybe she was drunk.、Uh, I'm not quite sure what happened.、Uh, they didn't say it on the news, but so the director sexually harassed the members, the party members on the bus, and. She was freaking out. So maybe she just switched seat, doesn't want to sit there anymore. And after the incident, she reported right away to her supervisor, which is also the head of the woman department. You might think that okay, so this woman is the head of the woman department. She must know what is the right action, right? She must know what to do. They need to fire, or they need to just not hire the director, and they need to report it. Like police, like that guy need to be arrested, right? It wasn't like that at all. So the head of the woman department actually say some pretty ridiculous stuff. So she asked her that, why you didn't yell at that time? And after you got harassed, why you don't jump off the bus? I have to say that、um, for any of you that don't understand sexual harassment, the mindset of the victims at the very moment usually was. Panic, and usually they don't know what the fuck to do. Their brain usually just couldn't process what happening in this very moment. So, what a typical victim、um, behavior will be like: just、uh, be numb and just try to get out of the situation and just don't talk. So, what the head of the woman department, what her supervisor said, was total bullshit. Like, you just couldn't, you know, this is not the proper way to treat a victim. And the craziest stuff is that that woman actually had a lot of different speech about sexual harassment and about、um, gender right. She is also the one that didn't do shit at the time. So eventually, because she didn't want to report it, the, I will talk about why we she didn't want to report it at that time. But 
in the end, they didn't report it because the supervisor she pressed down the thing. She didn't want to report it. So in the end, that woman had no choice but to leave the party. Also, what she report to her supervisor? I mean, the head of the woman、uh, affair. What she reported to her supervisor was that the victims did not want to report. So we are not going to process her complaint or just her legal action. So this is super weird, right? Like why she didn't want to report it? So the reason is that it was also during another election. So if she report the whole thing, it will be a scandal, and their opponent, KMT Party, will utilize it to attack them during the election. So this is super shady, right? Like you are the one that looking for progressive, and you are the one that look for democratic. And、you are the one that look for women's right, but you choose not to report it just to, because you want to win the election. That is super shady and just、uh, unacceptable and super ironic. So after the woman share her、uh, stories on Facebook,、um, DPP party fired that supervisor right away, and they hope that everything will stop. Right? However, this is not just one case. People started to report it. They all shared a similar experience. A lot of people all got arrested, like any kind of gender. They all got arrested inside DPP party, but always because of elections, because of those reasons. We call that think of the big pictures. Usually, they will say to the victims that you need to think of the big pictures. Think about it. If we report it, if our opponent use it to against us. Who will win the election? They will win the elections, right? If they win the elections, we will suffer. They always use the similar excuse to convince people for not reporting it. After a lot of people stood up and started sharing their stories, there is a one guy, which is not belong to DPP party, I believe. He shared a very shocking stories, and this story is related to a very famous social activist. His name is Wang Dan, and he is actually a really influential. And also very famous celebrity, a political celebrity, and he was a student leader during the 1989 Tiananmen Square、uh, massacre. He was a student leader, and he's not just the average social activist that maybe you can see working NGO. Like he's totally not like that. He's more a figure. He is a figure that against China. He's so significant that he's actually in our Taiwanese textbook. Every time we talk about Tiananmen Square incident. We usually will mention him because he was one of the leader at that time. At that time, he was a student. So this is how influential he is. He is in our history textbook. So for those of you who don't know what is Tiananmen Square incident, I will give you guys a brief introduction. So Tiananmen Square happened in 1989. Before that,、uh, they actually had a phase which is called economy reform. They tried to change from old communism、uh, economy system and embrace Western capitalism. After this economy reform plan. The economy started boom. As people got richer, they started to ask for more right. They started to think of other stuff, including、uh, the basic human right.、Uh, they are looking for freedom of the press, freedom of assembly. They looking for various basic human right. Also, freedom of protest. So they decided to protest for the you know basic human right. Communist Party at that time didn't like it, so they decided to suppress student. Um, just one thing to be mentioned that Tiananmen Square incident is not only related to student; it actually is a national level social movement. Not just student were involved, but 
all Chinese at that time were involved. However, things didn't end up well um, because the president, the Chinese president at that time, his name is Deng Xiaoping. He think that his power was threatened by this social movement. They decided to suppress the activities. What they did is when people were gathered in Tiananmen Square, uh, Deng Xiaoping, he asked military to drove a lot of tanks and went inside and kill a lot of students. We still don't know how many people die. The casualty number might remain mystery forever. Although this incident happened in 1989, but it is actually really far-reaching that you can even say that the current U.S. and um, China situation were also influenced by the Tiananmen Square massacre. But today we're not going to talk about it. We might make another episode to discuss the detail of Tiananmen Square incident. Just like many important battle throughout history when a lot of people sacrifice themselves also a lot of survivors they will rise and become a hero uh, same as Wang Dan this is the reason why he is in our uh, history book because he was such an important figure in Tiananmen Square incident and after he escaped China he traveled around Hong Kong Taiwan and US to um, he organized a lot of activities to against China so basically, he's a very influential figure. A lot of university they will invite him to be their professor. So this actually happened in Taiwan. So when he was a professor in a very famous university in Taiwan, um, he will have a lot of followers because he's a, such a big star, right? So in 2014, which is roughly around nine years ago, so there was a a college kid. His name is Lee. So he actually met Wang Dan in one of his course and they get along. There's one day one that asked him is that, hey, it is around June 4th. So usually we have a lot of memorable uh, activities throughout the world to reminisce and memorize the Tiananmen Square incident. Do you want to come to New York with me? Because we're gonna hold an event in Flushing. Um, do you want to come? And because for most of the students, usually he is a fucking He's a Captain America, that kind of person, because he protect, you know, he protect democracy against autocracy, right? So he's a fucking, you know, de democracy captain like that. So he just said yes, because for him, he's a hero. After they went to U.S., they stay in the same room, which is including uh, Wang Dan, Li, and Wang Dan's assistant. So one day when Wang Dan's assistant was out, and there's only Li and Wang Dan in the same room, uh, Wang Dan just started to kind of flirt with him and ask him, is like, hey, we're in Queens right now. Um, do you want to look around? It's U.S., right? And Lee would just just doesn't have any clues. So he said, okay, we can look around. And Wang Dan asked him, is like, do you want to look outside the window? And Lee just said, sure, I can look outside the window, take a look at Queens. And suddenly, when he was looking outside, Wang Dan suddenly hugged him from behind and kissed him and threw him on the bed and attempt to rape him. He was so fucking shot at that time, he didn't know what to do. So he just said that, oh, sorry, professor, because Wanda actually is a professor in his university. So he said, professor, I, I cannot have sex right now because I just did a surgery. And Wanda felt disappointed. So he got up and left him alone. He was fucking scared and he was alone in US. According to what he said, he barely speak English. He didn't know what to do, and we all know that it, it ha actually happened like nine years ago. So 
nine years ago, maybe U.S. Uh, Wi-Fi internet uh, facility wasn't that good, so he didn't have internet outside. He can only stay in hotel. So after that things happened, he contacted Wang Dan's assistant and he asked him is that he he told him that professor just kissed me and tried to have sex with me. Like what should I do? And his assistant just said, "Ah, professor is playing with you. He just like to fuck around." At that time, Lee immediately understand that he he was not going to get any help in U.S. Also, he barely spoke English. It was a foreign country for him, so he just decided that he need to get back to Taiwan immediately. So after a couple days, he went back to Taiwan, and it was really scary for him because nine years ago, Taiwan wasn't that progressive. Taiwan was really conservative at that time. We didn't have gay marriage, and people misunderstood LGBTQ a lot. Let me just give you guys an example. So my mom was actually a nurse, and there's one day we are just debating about a gay marriage, and she suddenly told me that, "Hey, do you know that AIDS is only for homosexual?" And I was like, "What? No, hell no. AIDS is for anybody. Like, if you have sex with the wrong person, maybe you have AIDS, or like if you didn't use condom like that, right?" But my mom told me that no, according to according to her education, a lot of doctor taught her that AIDS was only for homosexual. This was a nurse, a professional trained nurse, and also she got her knowledge from real licensed doctors. So you can imagine, like nine years ago was even way like it was way worse. So that is the reason why he held it for nine years and. The other reason is related to politics. So, as you guys already know, Wang Dan is a very significant figure for anti-communism community, right? So, if he say that he harassed me or he attempt to rape me, people might think that he is a spy that China sent to slander Wang Dan or just try to destroy his reputation. So. Other important stuff is that Li himself, he is also anti-communist, and he might afraid that you know, hurting Wang Dan's reputation might also hurt the business of anti-Chinese communism. I believe these are the reason why he hold it for nine years and don't speak out. And the funny thing is that after Li exposed this thing on Facebook, some people did say that okay, so maybe um. Maybe this thing is true. Maybe this thing is true. However, maybe we should ignore it because Wang Dan is such a big figure for anti-communism. And I'm really, really glad that Li finally decided to stood up and accuse Wang Dan for harassing him. And so let's talk about two opposite action for both Wang Dan and DPP party. So on the DPP party side, um, they decided to fire a bunch of people that hide all those facts. That those people got harassed, they decided to fire them, and the leader did promise that right now they will reorganize the party to make sure everybody can work in a safe place. On the other hand, for Wang Dan, currently he has no response. He just simply said that oh he's a spy in from China. He just sent it to hurt our you know achievement, so that we should just ignore it. And currently, Li decided. To sue Wang Dan, like I know that everybody was innocent before, you know, before the court.、Um, however, according to all the evidence that Lee provided right now, I do believe that 
his story is a fact because um, not just one person stood out. A lot of people actually all stood out and said that this is really Wang Dan's behavior because he did a lot of dirty stuff only because he was a superstar. So nobody dared to talk about it. But right now, finally, someone stood out and talked about it. So I just want to say that for all victims, you guys are really brave. Like no matter what happened, as long as like you eventually stood up, like we all stand with you. And I really hope that you got your justice. And so in the end, I just want to say something about the Chinese culture because Taiwan was deeply influenced by Chinese culture. And in the old Chinese culture, like people always looking for a perfect person. Like those perfect people, they can play piano, have good grades, you know, got A plus in all subjects. Asian parents always try to raise kids like that. When we grew up, we realized that we can never achieve it. So we're looking for a perfect figure. And I think in the end of the day, like in front of God, nobody's perfect, right? We all got a mistake. We all made a lot of mistakes and we all made some ill advice and shitty decision in our lives. I think the most important stuff is that how we face our own mistakes. The reason why I brought up this just because so many people were fucking shocked when they hear Wang Dan, their childhood hero, sexually abused somebody and He's just a person. Like, you don't need to think he's a god or he's a fucking hero or something. Maybe he's a hero because he did something good, but it is not related to, you know, his personal life. And I just want to say that, um, you guys, if you are lack of confidence, like, you don't need to look for a perfect role model. I mean, like, perfect without any flaw because there's no such person exists. You can be your own hero and I do believe that by trying to improve your, all your small mistakes, try to become a better person, um, you're so much better than those fake heroes. They are just actually fucked up but just pretend that nothing happened. You are so much better than them. And, and for all those people who stood up during this Me Too movement and share their own stories, um, you guys are so fucking brave because I, I know that how hard it is to share those bad memories because I, I know some people said that for victims every time you share experience again you will be traumatized again and over and over again when people mention up to you so I just think that is so brave and um, I hope everybody who listened to this episode uh, can just share some love and if somebody look for help uh, because they have this kind of tragedy happen on them. Um, we can help them, but we respect. Because just like, because there's actually a lot of people were helping Lee. But I think one thing they did really, really well is that they don't force him to do anything that he felt uncomfortable. They just, at the same time, also a lot of emotional support. And when Lee decided to hold a press conference to like officially accuse Wang Dan, those people also stood next to him and just show all the support they can. And I do believe that this is that kind of support that victims under any kind of violence actually needed. Like, uh, to show them that they are not alone and if he want to hold it they will not force him to say it but when he feels like okay it's, it's about time to say it then he also they also support him i feel like this is um the best way we can do to help those people just don't um don't be super pushy i guess because for me personally sometimes i might feel like come on like you should call a cop or something um 
But I also feel like maybe they have their own reason. So maybe we can give them some suggestions, but、uh, let them do their own decision and just be respect. And I, I also learn a lot from how people, you know, how people around Lee、uh, help him. Like they are really touching and warming. Like they, they, I, I believe that they help a lot. So, um, so this is the end of this episode. Hope you guys enjoy it and peace. Thank、you